Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley. This is the unofficial Jeff Lewis Live After Show. We're getting right into it today because on the Thursday, August 3rd episode, we had Taylor Armstrong, we had Doug Buden, and we had Sha-na-na-na Douglas. So Taylor is the first real housewife to officially transition From one franchise to another, of course, right from a Beverly Hills Diamond to a Orange County Orange. Orange, you glad you're not a diamond anymore? (laughs) Has anybody used that joke on her? Oh my fucking God. Are you, come on, splash of sass. When are we going to get the respect we fucking deserve? It's a travesty. That should be Taylor's fucking tagline right there. She should be like, knock, knock, who's there? Orange, orange shoe, orange you glad I'm not a diamond anymore, bitches. (laughs) Might be a little lengthy, but we all fast forward through that part anyways, so it's fine. So Doug was confused last night because he points out that Taylor wasn't even featured on last night's RHOC episode. So rude. Honestly, there were no uh, full cast events anyways. It was very like singular them filming with one or two other people with their families a lot, but there was something that got featured a lot last night and (laughs) that was Ryan's jacket. So Tamara, Eddie, Jen, Ryan, Shannon, and John Jansen, they all go out to dinner. You know what? Now that I say it like that, I think this might be why Shannon wants this relationship to work so much. Like, I didn't realize that her future name could potentially be Shannon Jansen. Shannon Jansen. It just, it kind of rolls right off the tongue. A slight rhyme to it. I love that. And I also love friends with boats. That's what I'm saying, people. The perks are endless. There's no better scenic way to be transported to dinner than on a little Cali boat ride. It was adorable. Uh, Ryan's outfit, however, that (laughs) it was uh, at first a cause for alarm and a big sore on the eyes. However, then I rationalized it in my head, like give the kid a break. He clearly loves his fashion. And if you missed the episode, um, Ryan, the new housewife's boyfriend, he is wearing a jean jacket. That's (laughs) It's kind of like that Melania Trump jacket. Like, I really don't care. Do you? Uh, yeah, we know you don't care, girl. But um, on Ryan's show, it just had a, I don't even know. I don't know one word that I actually said on it, but there were words. There were, it was like an entire dictionary <laughs> graffitied on his jacket, except for the collar, which they saved the best for last. And it was a nice popped cheetah print. A cheetah print popped collar on a jean jacket with graffiti words all. It was a sight. I'm telling you, it's a sight for blank eyes. But Tamara, Tamara Judge, she got a little judgy in her in confessional talking about his outfit choice. She was making fun of it and said something like, what in the Backstreet Boys is going on here? I don't even know where you could get clothes like that. Um, um... 
Tamra, Tamra, okay, love you, but like we could do an endless montage of your own confessional looks that could be deemed a tad ridiculous, don't you think? Don't you? Can you cop to that at least? Because in the confessional look where you were talking shit about Ryan, you looked great. But then there's another confessional look that you have when they cut five minutes later. And ma'am, I'm just saying, next time you want to make fun of somebody's outfit, acknowledge that yours are sometimes very easy to make fun of as well. And, <laughs> and Jen, Jen, Ryan's boyfriend, thank God she acknowledged the irony in her confessional. It was also hilarious with her monotone delivery. I love the new house by Jen, but she was like, when I saw Ryan the first time, I was kind of like, ew, gross. <laughs> and then she goes, wait, as I sit here in fucking feathers and like ruffle, she has a tight black dress on with like a giant feather collar. And it was just like, yes, Jen, thank you for like, yeah, you're saying his fashion sense was crazy, but like you housewives, you guys try things all the time. All right. Fashion's experimental. And was Ryan's outfit at their dinner a hit? No, but going around the table were any of them? No, at least he was entertaining to look at. Okay. So moving on in JLL, Taylor Armstrong reveals that her first husband, Russell, who very unfortunately committed suicide during the beginning seasons of RHOBH, and Taylor was explaining how they had an abusive and controlling relationship and like she was physically abused. She's been open about that and she has even brought a lot of awareness to domestic violence on all the franchises that Taylor's on. Like, yes, girl, I forgot. She's on, was on RHOBH, then Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, and now RHOC. Like, she's crushing it. She is the triple threat of Housewives. She's the first one. Taylor, good job. Oh my God, yay. Again, I'm so happy that's your legacy. Okay, so because she went through a lot, she suffered through a lot, and part of the troubles with her first husband, Russell, she found out that he placed recording devices in her car and in the house. Like every, there were, she was always being recorded and didn't know. And okay. Not for their situation specifically, but for anybody that finds out that they've been act like bugged or somebody's tapping in their wires. I don't know how it all works, but my question, like, do, is whoever's recording, do they listen back to the recordings? Like, does he listen to her farting and, like, taking a shit? And, like, did all of that? That's so embarrassing. Like, that's the first thing I would think of. If I found out that I got bugged, I'd be like, oh, my God, you must have heard some crazy things go down without anybody even speaking. Like, just letting my body speak for itself. Okay, so moving on. Taylor wrote a book. Woo! And it was kind of about everything that she's been through in her life, but it ended when she was still grieving everything with Russell and his suicide, his death. And so to me, it felt so Carrie Bradshaw in and just like that because Taylor Armstrong is an author. Carrie Bradshaw is an author. They both had husbands that passed away. Yes, of course, under very different circumstances. Plus one is a fake husband. <laughs> so that's the biggest difference. But also, um, I just want to acknowledge like how awful Taylor's and Russell that it's just awful, everything about it. So, um, but Taylor is like the California Carrie Bradshaw because everything that Taylor was talking about, it just seemed, maybe it's because I just watched and just like that, but it just seemed very on par with 
the Carrie Bradshaw vibe. So moving on to the third franchise that Miss Armstrong has graced us with her presence on is the ultimate girls trip. And she found out that last minute Brandy Glanville was on it. And Jeff was like, wait, did you guys get along during that season or what? I kind of forget. Um, um, Jeff, did you forget the part where Brandy said that it was her worst season ever right after Taylor's husband just committed suicide like that was crazy that part was crazy i also remember crying during real houses of girl real houses of girls trips sure that can be a thing um well it's so awkward to say it's too much of a mouthful to say the whole thing but then what am i gonna say rugged 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 rhg rug rats i don't know it's too much so i definitely remember crying when phaedra and taylor were again opening up about their domestic violence background history it was just all their experiences i just felt empathy non i wasn't fatigued by it i i was willing and happy to give my empathy there now jeff mentioned because the rugged the rugged that taylor was on it was at bluestone manor which is dorinda's house in the berkshires and jeff has always wanted to stay there and i'm just saying jeff if you if and when you do go please bring a ouija board bring a ouija board a ghost hunter whatever the fuck you bring allison dubois dubois who we mentioned she's the psychic uh medium she's the medium i'm the small <laughs> um just kidding you that's such a dad joke i'm full of them today but i'm just saying that the berkshires alone are haunted enough but then that bluestone manor with like the ghosts of housewives past you gotta do something when you're there so then we move on to some Watch What Happens live talk. Jeff, we find out he was going to be on with Heather McDonald. And if you listen to Juicy Scoop, you would know that Heather McDonald loves making predictions and is usually accurate. I'd say she has a 98.7 accuracy rate. And it's just hilarious because I make all these predictions and I'm always wrong. <laughs> I predicted that Shannon Bedore was going to be on with Jeff because that's my, th I love when the two of them are on together. Um, and she said it was a friend, but then when I saw Shannon was going to be on this week, which she must've been on last night's, but yeah, Heather McDonald was definitely not on my list because I don't think Heather's ever been on Watch What Happens Live before, maybe once. But now that Jeff said it, I'm like, yeah, why hasn't she been on? Like, I love Heather being on there. She should be. Um, but I did watch a Watch What Happens Live with Erica Jane, who was looking very... Um, Manjaro-esque and even though she claims it's hormones or that she went through menopause and Jackie Hoffman sitting next to her who's like I honestly don't know much about Jackie but I can tell she's no bullshit and she was like oh come on fucking menopause oh yeah you lost weight really because the rest of women it's like we got a balloon pumped into us but sure if that's what you're gonna go with Ugh, I love the call out and because Jackie was just over the shit. Like if you're going to, if you're clearly going to be on drug or on a treatment plan, whatever it is, it's clearly not natural. And don't say it's men going through menopause. Come on, come on. Um, but on that episode, I kind of felt like they were puppy baiting, puppy baiting. Like they had um, animal shelter employees behind the bar that episode and they brought a couple puppies to show that they were for adoption 
but when they cut to the puppies, they were so little and they were just shaking so hard. Like they looked petrified, so uncomfortable. You can obviously tell when an animal is scared for its life. And you know what? I would be too if Andy Cohen was across the room because he just has, talk about a twinge. He has a twinge in his eye that like, I think my twinge is bigger. Honestly, I think I, my twinge is bigger. I could take him, but he, he's going to be a contender for sure. <laughs> so it was just really uncomfortable to watch these puppies shake for their lives and then be like, adopt them now. And it's like, why not bring older dogs? Because obviously puppies are the first to go. Like everybody wants a puppy, just like an adoption. Everybody wants the young babies. And it's like, everybody needs a home. So if you have this platform, why not bring an older dog to be able to showcase that and have somebody fall in love with that dog on live TV more than a puppy where everybody will fall in love with it. Like there, it's not an option. If you don't love puppies, then I think you might be our alien sacrifice that <laughs> if the aliens are like, okay, we're taking a few of you back to planet X with El our leader, Elon Musk. Yo, I am so sick of seeing that fucking X logo everywhere. I'm sick of hearing it like, oh, they tweeted this out on X. I'm like, shut the fuck. No, I can't. I can't. I'm just going to make a social media platform and call it Y. I'm going to call it Y. Just the letter. Just the letter Y. And all we do on it is talk about how ridiculous X is. It will be great. It'll be great. Oh my fucking God. And then Google Chrome could change their name, rebrand, to Chromosome. Chromosome. And then it would be... Elon Musk's X and my platform Y, X and Y on a chromosome. Boom. There we go. All right. So I don't even know what I was talking about, but who cares? Throughout JLL, Taylor, she kept on using an accounting reference. Like she wanted to explain things and everything was her being an accountant. She'd be like, if my other accountant did this and I would tell my other accountants, blah, blah, blah. And at one point she stops to be like, just so you know, I'm not an actual accountant. It's just an example. And so blah, blah, blah. These accountants, like she keeps, then she goes off into the example and I was like, Taylor, I love you so much that you could even say that with a straight face. Like, I just have to say I'm not an actual accountant. We know, babe. We know. We know you're not. <laughs> I love that you clarified that, though. <laughs> I'm sure somebody out there was confused. Did Taylor Armstrong become an accountant? No, we get it. You're an actor. You're a successful actor at this point. Look at you go. You have four roles. That's fucking amazing. That's She's already been in two movies or working on them and already has two more in the works. Like, it's amazing. It's the best. So then Taylor mentions that Heather Debro had two parties, two different birthday parties, and excluded a few cast members, including Taylor, but not others. And Jeff was like, oh my God, we live parallel lives, Taylor. That just happened to me not getting invited to Mushroom Meggie's party. No, Jeff. Uh, oh my gosh, love you, but it's not the same. It's not the same. Heather invited some cast members, but not all of them. And Megan isn't inviting any of the Trumps. None of it's just not, it's not that party. It's for her other friends. And again, she just wants to vibe on shrooms. She wants to vibe on shrooms and you would be mocking her the whole time. Are you high? Oh, what do you see? Do you see a demon? Oh no, it's just me, Jeff. <laughs> like it would just be, let her just chill without the entire cast of the Trump hood there. 
Instead, though, instead, Jeff is deciding to be a petty ass bitch because he feels like Megan tried him, even though she didn't. She didn't try him. She tried to invite him to her other party. And now he's just all verklempt about going to anything that involves Megan now. Now they can't even be friends because she wants to do shrooms in peace. But, and I do get it, Jeff. Like, it totally sucks to feel left out. And clearly, you just love Megan. Like, you just want even more of her. That's great. And celebrate. you want to celebrate her, even though you didn't do anything on her actual birthday when she made the trek to JLL Studios to give you two hours of content. But anyways, especially since we learned yesterday that you can light candles in the office. Okay, why not toss one in a little birthday muffin and send it her way? Throw a muffin on her muff, you know? It would light it on fire. It would all have been great. Get lit. So, um, but I strongly believe, Jeff, that you need to let this go. Let this battle, it's not yours to win. Let it go ASAP before you really start ruining shit. Because if we are tired of hearing about it, Megan must be exhausted. Exhausted. Empathy fatigue, that's an understatement. She's empathy dead with it. Like, now you're... Now she's doubling down on not inviting you because now she needs to do even more shrooms just to let go of all the stress that you've created. To quote your friend Sutton Strack, let the mouse go. Light the mouse go. It's her birthday. It's her mushroom trip. Let it motherfucking be. Love you. And if you really feel that left out, like if you really, whatever, why don't all the chumps go out to dinner or something that night? Like you guys do something fun and Megan won't care. She was not petty. She's really not petty. She's very chill and does not care about this shit. So I would strongly suggest reframing it ASAP before you can no longer shrink this mountain back down to a molehill. Okay, speaking of mountains, Jeff asks about the trip to Montana. Montana, the land of the mountain trees, falls in the breeze. So they went whitewater rafting, the RHOC girls, R Hawk, R Hawk girls. Why do I need to like have a nickname for everything? I can't just be normal. We've been over this. So their whitewater rafting guide, he was wearing wicked short shorts with no underwear on, and they all saw his balls. That actually happened to me at the ripe age of 10, except it was so, it was more awful than that because they got to see some young, fresh balls. I had to see my fucking friend's dad's balls in my face on the beach in Nantucket. There once was a man from Nantucket whose balls I wanted to chucketh. No, but. Taylor was saying that the rafting guide, his balls were big and purple and like in your face. And so were my friend's dad. <laughs> oh my gosh. If you're a dad out there, like be fucking careful out there with your swimwear because you just don't want to be that guy. You do not want to be that guy. Oh my God. And <laughs> now we know who that guy is as in the whitewater rafting guide from Montana that was with the real housewives is Shane Douglas's motherfucking cousin. Oh my God. Talk about being mind blown. Pfft. 
that was wild. So we find out the rafting guide is, his name is Kevin. His name is Kevin and he lives off the grid in Montana, which makes so much sense because I talked about him when the episode first aired and I was just not convinced that it's a legit operation that he's part of. I swear that they parked at the wrong turnout and got onto this guy's raft because he didn't have a company shirt on. He didn't have any, he was just in short shorts with his balls out and they were so concerned about that factor but i'm still concerned why the fuck they weren't wearing helmets okay so shane i know he hasn't talked to his cousin since the big debut of the episode but when you do can you please ask why the fuck they weren't in helmets i get it the rapids in montana they're not strong enough to really cause that much damage but the rocks sure fucking are strong and they're everywhere in those rivers like if you fall out and get a jagged edge to the face uh you're gonna have to take more than a jagged little pill to fix that shit so it was just weird to me like safety first people but also the rafting guide aka shane's cousin his name is kevin and when I lived in Montana, I dated two Kevins, <laughs> two Kevins, and even one Kevin, we were in such a small village, he saw me making out with the other Kevin, and he texted me, and he was like, I can see you making out with the other Kevin, and I was like, Kevin on Kevin on, it was too many Kevins, too many, but I never met Shane's cousin, I don't think. I think I'd remember the purple balls. Now, Doug and Jeff were today years old when they learned that Bravo gives dress codes for reunions. Guys, come on. Did you think all the Potomac housewives just accidentally all wore yellow that one year? Or that Beverly Hills all wore glitter? And so, I mean, come on. Bravo has to approve the dresses. Even Jameson had to remind them that Shannon Bedore basically confirmed this when she was a guest on JLL with her yellow dress disaster of 2021. Do you remember that when she had some young, fresh, new designer, like straight off a project runway or something, design a dress for her? And let's just say that she ended up wearing a last minute dress purchased off the rack from Saks or some expensive place. But Wait, actually, okay, no, no, no. Now that I think about this, Michael Patrick King. We just talked about how Taylor Armstrong has a similar storyline to Carrie Bradshaw. Uh, so does Shannon Bedore, now that I think about it. Is Michael Patrick King just taking housewife storylines and reframing them in an in just like that mindset? Because in one of the episodes in and just like that this season, Carrie is invited to the Met Gala, Met Ball, and she has a new up-and-coming designer do her dress, and it's a mess, so she ends up wearing her old wedding gown. And I guess I'm just saying, Shannon, if this ever happens again, now you can find a way to repurpose your old wedding gown if you haven't already burned it. Like, who did they do that? Didn't they burn somebody's wedding dress? Oh, Sheena Shea on Vanderpump Rules, right? Wasn't that, I believe, I think that was a thing. Burning man, burning dress. It's just a lot of burning goes on in the California deserts. <laughs> and speaking of burns, I'm going to go put some aloe on mine. I said I'd be tan by today and I'm hoping I'll be tan by tomorrow. <laughs> Who knows? I'll update you then when we do our Friday recap for the last episode of Jeff Lewis Live before they hit the big app. Bull. Okay, I love you guys so much. See you tomorrow. Bye. Splash, splash, splash.